Welcome to the Positive Gene Podcast. My name is Sarah Cavanaugh. This is a podcast empowering cancer previvors and survivors, like myself, over our hereditary cancer risk. I started this podcast because I had so many questions after receiving my genetic testing results and not only wanted, but needed to truly understand what it meant to have an inherited cancer mutation. We will discuss important topics from a patient perspective, like finding credible online resources, opportunities connecting with others for support, and building your medical team and resources, and so much more. Thank you for allowing me to use my God-given talent for talking, researching, and all things communications. We're all in this together, and I'm so thankful for your support. Let's dive in. Welcome to our pilot episode of the Positive Gene Podcast. Today, we are diving deep into the universe of genetic testing for hereditary cancer genes. Together, we will explore the journey of genetic testing and how I use my signature READY framework as a guiding compass during every phase, before, during, and after testing. Let's get ready. As usual, a couple of comments. First, I am not a medical professional. Everything shared here is based on my personal experience and journey with hereditary cancer syndromes. Always consult with your healthcare providers about your personal health concerns. Second, it's important to understand that not every cancer that runs in a family is caused by a family cancer syndrome. According to the American Cancer Society, about one in three people in the United States will develop cancer during their lifetime. So it's not uncommon to have many cancers in a family. Sometimes, cancer might be more common in certain families because of maybe family members share certain behaviors or exposures that increase risk, like smoking, or because of other factors that can run in some families, like obesity. In the case of hereditary cancer syndromes, cancer can sometimes be caused by an abnormal gene that is passed from generation to generation. The American Cancer Society further explains, although these cancers are often referred to as inherited cancers, what is actually inherited is the abnormal gene that can lead to cancer, not the cancer itself. Only about 5% to 10% of all cancers are known to be strongly linked to gene defects, called mutations, that are inherited from a parent. Now, back to exploring the journey of genetic testing and how I use my signature READY framework as a guiding compass for before, during, and after testing. So, before testing, we have our Recognize the possible risk. So seek healthcare professionals to weigh your risk factors. Having a conversation with your primary physician and sharing concerns that you feel you might need testing to better understand your risk and that you want to do what you can to mitigate your risk. In fact, maybe at this point, it's a good time to be asking ourselves, what are the signs of an inherited mutation linked to cancer risk? A few of the signs we're going to share here. The signs are, one, if a blood relative has been diagnosed with cancer, it may be due to an inherited mutation, so you'll need to know if they've ever tested positive for genetic mutation. Or two, if you or a family members have had multiple types of cancer or specific types of cancers, especially at a young age. Three, other signs might be history of colon polyps or if you have Eastern European Jewish ancestry. This is not a comprehensive list, so I recommend you see the full list on one of my favorite resources websites, and that is FORCE, facingourrisk.org. 
they have a list of signs of inherited mutations and lots and lots of details, and I'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. The physician or geneticists are going to need to understand your family history, environmental exposure, uh, potential genetic markers. And this may take some time, especially if you don't have family members to speak to or gather historical information from. In my case, my parents are deceased, so I had to lean on an aunt who thankfully happens to be our self-imposed family historian. Also, I know it can be a difficult topic for some families since there's often a generational difference when it comes to sharing private information like a cancer diagnosis. My suggestion? Don't push it. You are fine to share just basic information with a geneticist or even say that you're not 100% positive, but may simply be aware that there was a cancer diagnosis. They've often worked with much less, so don't feel like you need to have all the details before scheduling the meeting. They'll work with what you have to make the assessment. So recognizing the risk can lead to better preparedness. So dive deeper at facingourrisk.org or the American Cancer Society. Now, for during testing, we're going to do E and A. So E is educate and engage. So educate. Understand the nuances of the test. Organizations like FORCE and the American Cancer Society can help decode complex terms. In fact, FORCE has another terrific website I'd like to recommend. And from their homepage, there's a tab titled, I've Tested Positive, Now What? Take your time to read through the first box, especially. They have making sense of genetic test results, information about your gene mutation, assembling your healthcare team, making medical decisions about your risk, and there's this great video called the ABCs of Cancer Genetics. There's also a wealth of information on surgeries, fertility, well-being, research, support information, and so much more. Now, engage. As the results roll in, engage with specialists. This is important since it can take weeks or even months to get into a specialist. This also gives you time to learn more, as I said previously, about your specific mutation. Again, use the resources above so you can walk into that appointment fully armed with questions and concerns. You'll want to seek out genetic counselors or engage further with the one who provided your testing. You'll need oncologist, surgeon, and other professionals who understand the complexities of hereditary cancer syndromes. Next, lead in on your online groups for communal support. There are several groups on Facebook dedicated to specific mutations. Just search by your mutation, and you'll likely find several groups to join. I'm in two Lynch syndrome groups, as well as a Check2 support group. And during my testing phase, I found solace in the online groups. They share experiences, advice, encouragement, which made my journey a lot smoother. And what I love about these groups is that there's no question that's unreasonable. And I've never had an experience where I felt like my question wasn't treated with respect. It really made me feel like I wasn't alone in this journey. Now to A, act on prevention and early detection. While you're still in the genetic testing process and learning more about your specific mutation, I can all but guarantee you're starting to feel lost and worried about maybe what you could have done differently. Keep reminding yourself that a genetic mutation is just that. It's something you've inherited from your parents, like your hair or eye color. However, it may also cause you to look a little closer at what you can do to act on prevention and manage early detection. It's about proactively creating a game plan. So as far as prevention goes, discover lifestyle adjustments to support potential outcomes. So some examples are dietary changes like 
reducing your processed meat and other foods, adding more fruits and vegetables to your diet. And this also includes preventative surgeries to eliminate or reduce your risk. We will discuss more about my preventative surgery in future episodes, but I'll briefly share that I had a total hysterectomy. And because of my family history, I also had a bilateral salpingo ophorectomy, which is the removal of both ovaries and fallopian tubes. So there's other measures that can be planned, so be sure to discuss more with your physician or your specialist. Now on to early detection. A major medical approach available to people at high risk is screening that uses tests to find cancer in its early stages when it's most treatable. According to Force, experts have developed screening and prevention guidelines for people with certain inherited gene mutations and cancer syndromes, which are different than guidelines for people at average risk for cancer. I'll have more information from their website available in the corresponding blog on my website, but we'll share a few examples. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but it is common screenings for hereditary cancer syndromes. And these may be screenings you're already doing, such as an annual skin check with a dermatologist or a mammogram for women. If that's the case, your doctor may recommend adding, say, an annual breast MRI as well. Also, depending on your risk, you may need to increase the frequency of colonoscopies or endoscopies. And for men, you may need to have an annual exam and a PSA test. So please visit the FORCE website for specifics by cancer type and gene type. Now, for after testing, we are on D, discuss and decide. Plan to engage in dialogues with your healthcare professionals about your results, and together you can develop a tailored action plan. Engaging with those healthcare providers who specialize in genetic oncology and have experience managing hereditary cancer risks. They'll guide you through your screening, surveillance, and interventions tailored to your specific needs. And you can find these resources through your primary physician, or you can ask for referrals from family, friends, or your support groups. Now, I want to emphasize shared decision-making. Everyone's journey is unique, so decide what's best for you. Post my testing, I became my own health advocate, working with professionals to chart out my path forward. Since my primary doctor did not have any experience with hereditary cancer syndromes, we worked together to find the right providers. While she helped find the breast specialist who led me to the genetic testing in the first place, I ended up finding my own gynecology oncologist through one of the Lynch syndrome Facebook groups. And honestly, I couldn't have been happier with the recommendation. Also, I was already seeing a dermatologist as well as a gastroenterologist due to our family history of colon cancer. So here's the key point in all of this. You have to take the reins. Don't rely on your primary doctor to manage your plan 100% of the time. Keep a notebook and take notes in your smartphone to keep track of your plan. In fact, I'll be working on a screening tracking template in the coming months, so more to come on that. Now, the last part of the ready framework is why you have the power. So own your results, be the captain of your health journey, and embrace every twist and turn with confidence. So in my case, I had a mix of emotions. Um, but I channeled the energy into empowerment. I also tried to influence my family, urging them to understand their genetic landscape. And I even became an advocate for genetic awareness, which has really led me to this point today. So prioritize your balance in life. Celebrate the highs, such as a good outcome of a screening. Seek support from your family, friends, and support groups during the lows. In fact, every phase of genetic testing, before, during, and after, carries its set of challenges and emotions. But with the Ready Framework, you have a trusty guide. So equip yourself with the knowledge, 
lean on a supportive community, and pen that story of empowerment. So to recap the ready framework, R, recognize the possible risk, E, educate and engage, A, act on prevention and early detection, D, discuss and decide, Y, you have the power. Again, you can find the information, links, and resources that I mentioned throughout this podcast. Feel free to go to my website at sarahcavanaugh.com. There will also be information in the show notes. Also, we are planning to have a guest join us in the coming weeks to speak specifically about genetics and hereditary cancer syndromes. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Please stay tuned. In closing, with the Ready Framework by your side, that journey becomes an empowered saga. If you'd like to learn more or interested in having me speak about the Ready Framework or living with hereditary cancer syndrome, please visit my website and click on the speaking link. You can also find more information from this episode on the episode blog at sarahcavanaugh.com or see the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay tuned and stay positive. Thank you for spending time with me on the Positive Gene Podcast. Your support means everything. If you found value in today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It truly makes a difference. For an in-depth look and links to resources discussed today, check out the accompanying blog on my website at sarahcavanaugh.com. Until next time, stay empowered and remember, you are not alone on this journey.